The title of my message this morning will be when the when love gives. When love gives. When love gives. You know, we're in the season where um, people are giving gifts. People are buying stuff, celebrating. Even a non-believer, they're also celebrating Christmas. You know, they recognize the spirit of the season. But uh, God wants us to make it clear it is not only because of this season then we have to kind of give gifts. You know, giving is supposed to be our nature. Because giving was Christ, was Jesus Christ's nature. In fact, that is one of his names. <laughs> and I'm going to prove it to us as we go. You see. I don't want to prove too much because it will lead me to teaching, you see. But when love gives, it gives without expecting anything in return, but a response. See, some people know sometimes how to give, but they don't know how to receive. We need to learn both to receive and to give. People know how to give love, but sometimes some people don't know how to receive love. When love gives, without expectation without expecting anything in return, but a response to that love. That is what sometimes is lacking today, sometimes in marriages. Some people know, the spouse knows how to give, but the other spouse doesn't know how to receive. In the body of Christ today, Christ knows so well how to give, but sometimes the body, they don't know how to receive. When love gives, it gives without any condition to it. Sometimes we put condition on our love. But God gives his love with no condition. Like I always say, you can check from Genesis to Revelation. There is no place in the scripture that tells you the reason why Christ loves you. There's no place in the Bible. It tells you, for God so loved the world that he gave, you see. When you look at the giving or gift in the scripture, I can give you 40 scriptures about God gives, God gave, but we don't have that time. But I selected three because this is the most important one we need, to, we need to understand. When God gives you his love, he doesn't put a condition on it. That if I give you my love, you do this. If you do this, I will love you. Like I always say in the marriages today, if you give condition on your love for your spouse, you are, uh, that is very dangerous. If you love your spouse because uh, he, she knows how to cook, because there could be some times she won't be able to cook. Are you still going to love her? You can put condition on your husband because my husband he has an amazing job. I love my husband because he has an amazing job. If you love your husband because of that, there could be some time. The storm of life comes. Your husband has no capacity to work no more. Are you still going to maintain that love? When love gives, it gives with no condition to it. When love gives, it gives sacrificially. Giving needs to cost you. 
Some people give when they are comfortable. Do you know it has never been the God's idea, really? God doesn't give when it's comfortable. God gives it all. When it's painful, you see, you don't give by feeling. You give because you love. When love gives, it gives willingly and cheerfully. See, whatever we do, this is the principle in the kingdom. Some of you might not be aware of this, but that is reality. Whatever you do, if you are not giving cheerfully, you've already received your reward. Whether you, like, whether you believe that or not, that's the way. So when you get to kingdom, <laughs> when you get to the kingdom, when you get to heaven, you will be so shocked. You'll be thinking, I serve God throughout the days of my life. But if you are not serving with a cheerful heart, do you know one thing? You've already received your reward. You are not going to get anything. The Bible says, God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> in any areas of our lives, whether somebody is giving anything financially, you're giving your time, you're giving your service, you give whatever you give, God wants you to give with a cheerful heart. Because whenever you give, Bible says your reward, your deed will never be forgotten forever. Your good deed, because you give cheerfully. See, you can serve God through all the days of your life. You can be in the church, you know, serving people. But, you know, if you are not serving with joyful heart, Bible says you've already received the reward. You can give money in the church. You can give your fellow family money. You can bless them. But if you don't bless them from a cheerful heart, Bible says you've already received your reward. Now, it's strange to some people, but that is reality. That is why when we get to heaven, before, when we appear before God, you know, you're so excited. Oh, how much reward I'm going to receive today. Many people will be shocked. That is why it is very important. When you give, give from the heart. Because God looks at the heart. It does not look like the appearance. Some people might give in because they have a, the hidden agenda. You've already received your reward. When Lord gives, it gives willingly and cheerfully. When Lord gives, he gives without any judgment or partiality. Some people are judging people before they give. Their time, whatever they want to give, you don't judge. You give because you love. If God is to judge you before he gives, do you know one thing? You will never survive. You will never make it. You and I will never make it. Because before he gives, if you are to judge and put a, being partial, you know what? You and I will never receive anything because we are not worthy to receive anything from God. But he didn't give because he's judging you first to show, to show whether you deserve my gift or not. No. He gives because he loves. You know, somebody says, the only thing we never get enough of is love. And the only thing we never give enough of is love. Everybody wants to be loved. That is the way we are created. We are created from love and for love. That is why. That is why some people, they feel rejected because that is your, that is your nature. That is human nature. God created you that way because God is love. And when you, come, when you came out of him, you came out of love. 
And you are designed, you are made to be loved by him. Not only by him, but, but by everybody. That is why you and I, we are wanting somebody to share our life with. Because you are created that way. That is our nature. That is where we come from. We come from love. And that is why we are meant to give love as well. Because love is inside of you. Especially a believer. I'm not talking about the other type of love. Like filial, surrogate, or brotherly kind of love. Or erotic kind of love. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about agape kind of love. The love of God. A believer carries the agape kind of love. That means God kind of love. You carry that. Bible said, for the word, the love of Christ has been shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit given to us. So there's no excuse not to love one another. You don't love one another only because it is the season. You love one another because it is your nature. You love one another because that is what you carry. You don't give gifts because that is the season to give gifts. You give gifts because you love anyone. You know God is love. His love, I mean, his giving become his nature. That is part of Christ. That is just his nature. The Bible reveals God's character about giving. But I can tell you many scriptures about giving. Our God gave. And there's some common scripture we're going to look at this morning. God gave so much that he ended up giving up himself. He gave so much. Then he said, you know what? I'm going to give myself to this nation. I'm going to give myself to the whole world. Because he loves giving. That is part of him. Some, some example here. We've read so many scriptures. I'm going to pick up this again. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. The Bible says, Unto us a child is given. That's this. Uh, Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Say, unto us a child is, uh, is born, it simply means the physical body of Jesus Christ was born. Unto us a son is given, it simply means the eternal spirit which existed in the beginning. We know John chapter 1 verse 1 was given to us. That is why unto us a child is given. Unto us a son is given. There are two different things. I don't have time to break it down for us. See, they, they both appear in the same scripture. So the physical of Jesus Christ was given. The spirit of Christ was existed before the creation. When we mention Jesus Christ, that is not the sole name. We say Jesus Christ. Christ is not the sole name. I, I'm, I'm tempted to go this direction. but <laughs> oh, I don't want to go there. The physical body... That is Jesus. <laughs> the inside is Christ. Oh, I, I don't. I, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. But yeah, the spirit being of Jesus Christ wasn't created, but was given to a sinless human body. Christ, Christ carries Jesus. 
we're getting too deep there. <laughs> Bible says, wonderful, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. This morning, this is the time many people become overwhelmed, stressed, because they want to get gifts. They want to buy something. Some people want to please some people. Have you consulted the counselor of your soul? Are you overwhelmed in this season? Have you consulted the prince of peace? Bible says, my peace I give unto you, not at the word give it. You can never find peace anywhere, no matter how. You can check out the other gods. They all promise peace. But peace is not meant because everything is calm. In the midst of the storm, you have peace. That is the true peace. You don't travel to this uh, beautiful uh, <laughs> resort and just say, let me, just, let me close my eyes. You know, those, you're doing, and you want to get peace. No, peace doesn't come from here. Peace comes from within. That is what Christ gives. The moment you have Christ, you have peace in you. You don't pay for that. Another verse about giving. The Bible says, everlasting father. Do you know one thing? Christ is equal to God. His name shall be called everlasting father. I remember when my, my parents passed away. My mom passed away 23 years ago. My dad, sorry. My mom passed away 19 years ago. You know, in a way, what you call those kind of people, you say, um, is it orphan? Yeah. Orphanage? Yeah? Yes. The moment I recognize that, I run to my everlasting father. You know one thing, nobody really kind of uh, teach me, this is where you need to, your lifestyle, you need, nobody. I don't have that opportunity. What transformed me is the word of God. You know, some people, because of certain things that happened that way, maybe the dad or the mom passed away, because of that, they have questions. But for me, I don't have questions. I run quickly to God because I can turn to something else. I recognize now I am fatherless. I recognize I am motherless. But I run quickly. I don't run to my, I don't run to my uncle, to my, I don't run, no. The only one thing I can say today, nobody tells me this is the way you need to run your life. No, I don't have that opportunity. I wish I could have that opportunity. But the only one thing that I have is the word of God. I spend time in the world. Because I saw, I saw him as my father. He's the only one that changed my life. No one has credit to my life today. No one, I can tell you. No one has any credit that, oh, I teach you the way this way. Nobody. Nobody. It is the word of God. I run to the father quickly. I surrender everything. Father, help me. I am fatherless. I am motherless. I run to him. Do we run to him today? I know sometimes we have questions. You see, question, how come this happened to me? Why do you take my father? Why this, why that? You have questions. But do you know one thing? You can have questions. That question will not change your life. Not until you submit. God, I do not know what was going on, but I surrender to you. But before you know it, the father will reveal the reason to those things to you. But if you are coming, want to go against him, do you do this? Why come do you do this? Do you know one thing? You will never get any answer. 
But when you seek him with all humility, when you seek him, Father, I don't know what happened, but I just want you, he will reveal those things to you very easily. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What do you desire of God this morning? The greatest gift God will ever give this corrupt world is his son. Somebody said, because you have been praying about certain things, you haven't received it yet. You say God hasn't given it to you yet. It is not so. If God can give you his only begotten son, he can give you anything. He said, how much more? He said, spare not his only begotten son. He gave only begotten son to you. How much more can he not give you freely? He said, freely give you all things. You just need to come to him, the father. I do not understand. But this is what I desire of you. Bible says, he said, I will freely give you all things. Oh, how amazing, Father, we are serving. How glorious, Father, we are serving. You see, when love gives, it gives sacrificially. It gives the only begotten son that know what? Because, you know one thing? When somebody gives you something, you know, you want to buy a car. And some people might be a lover of cars here. See, the amateur. The value you pay on that car is how much price it costs you. That's the value. That is how much, see, how much you are so loved by God. The son and you, the payment is equal. You are so valuable for God to give himself. People don't know this part. You worth so much. The most uh, expensive car, the money you pay for you as a person, that is how much the value is placed on that car. See, the value God placed on you is so great that it cost him his only begotten son. He gave him, it cost him everything so that you can have everything. That is what his father did. Because you are so much, you are so loved by God. He said, I love you too much that I can give my son to you. I love you too much that I can sacrifice whatever it takes. I can gain you. That is how much he loves you. The greatest law, the greatest gift he will ever give any, any human being or humanity is uh, his only begotten son. Tell me, what, what do you want? What do you deserve God that he cannot give you? Do you need healing? And do you think God withhold his healing from you? It is impossible. If he think he couldn't spare his only begotten son, how much more? Why will he withhold his healing? His healing. Healing is nothing. You want victory. Victory is nothing. You want freedom. Freedom is nothing before God. If he can give his only begotten son, the freedom you are seeking for is nothing before God. I wish you see what I'm talking about. The third scripture, I'm going to be wrapping up with this third scripture. And I'm going to give you some certain things here. This is a common scripture. John 3.16. We all love that. The kids can even quote that today. For God so loved the world that he gave. If you stop there, that's another giving right there. For God so loved the world. See, it is the love that gives. When love gives, love gives 
because he loves. Love doesn't give because there's a condition to it. For God so loved the world. Somebody said, I need to come to God. I need to kind of uh, put in some makeup, making myself look good before I can come to God to be accepted by God. God doesn't need that. Somebody said, oh, because I've, I've, been, been a, I've been a Christian now, now I miss it. <laughs> oh, God is so mad at me. No, God is not like that. Because before you became a Christian, you were very unlovely. And he loved you in the midst of your corruption. That's the true love. He loved you in the midst of your, you are very bad. You are now so bad. He loved you. There is no condition. He loved you because they thought that you are bad. Now you tell me, what are you going to do right now that will make him hate you? Does not make sense. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But, but whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that means there's a place of perish. If you, that means if you don't accept his son, in a way, you will perish. There are two options here. There's life and there is death. Jesus Christ came so that you might have life, so you will not die. That is the purpose. This is why he came. Because he knows your direction, where you are heading. He said, if I, if, I, if I don't catch you quickly in this direction you are heading, you are going to die. But if I catch you, now I'm going to lead you to the way of life. That's what the Bible says. There are two, two ways. The narrow ways and the wide way. So many people walk in this wide way because it's, it's glamorous. But the narrow way, only few people. The Bible says the end of this narrow way, it leads to life. But the end of this wide way, it leads to death. For God so loved the world, that is why he came. You, see, you and I will never realize some of the, the power of his salvation right now. You only have a little revelation. But when people die, they realize the importance of salvation. And some people think they're not going to die. Some people are living for today. You are living for, if you are living for today, don't live for today. Live for the future. I'm going to explain to you. Bible says it gives you everlasting life. What is everlasting? Anyone? Everlasting? For, forever? Yeah, forever is a long time. Okay. I wanted to see this stuff here. You guys know how long this thing is, right? Can you see? Uh, it, it keep going. Imagine that is an eternal life. I mean, I, I could probably just make it long. Right here, this is your life that you are living. Very short. 
you said you were born here, roughly, on average, you get to 90, 100. That's your 100, at least. Okay? 100. Some people didn't get to have the 100. They get to 80. Let's say this is it. I mean, you, even you get to 120. You see here. From here to here. This red here, that is the life you live. Eternal life, after you die from here, you begin, you begin the journey from here. You keep going. See, you have no end. Imagine you keep going. You see that? I am not even there yet. That is your life after you die. But your life is, see, your eternal life is determined by how you live your life right here. So you think you're going to live forever or not? No, forget it. You are not. Very short. But the life that you're going to live afterwards is even more greater than the life you're going to hear if you have eternal life inside of you. That is why God came. There's a reason why he came. Because he knows I'm going to, the dealing with you is very temporary. Because if you can accept me as your Lord and Savior, your life is going to be limitless. Because when, the moment you step into supernatural, it has no hand. There is no hand in the spirit. There is no hand. There is hand in the, this life we are living in. But the moment you step into the realm of the spirit, there is no hand. It is limitless. Whether you are in the wrong place or you are in the right place, whether you are in the heaven or you are in hell, there is no hand to this life I'm talking about. But your life, your eternal life, the way you're going to live afterwards is determined by the way you're going to live right here, right now. Now, you are giving up this tiny thing, this one here, you are giving up for this. You want to live for this, but you never thought about this. Do you know the greatest investment you have by you passing from here and to live here? And your life, it has no pain no more. It has no sadness no more. You will forever be joyful in Christ. You don't want, you must not sacrifice this, this tiny thing. That is where God is calling you. He calls you so that I can, you can live with me for the rest of your life. It's coming to rain for 1,000 years. It, it, the rain, it just, it, it's, it's limitless. On earth, Jesus is coming to reign for 1,000 years. You're going to reign with him for 1,000 years. After that, it's millions of years to come. You have no hand. That is the life. Now, you have questions, right? Has, has your question been answered yet? You can see you have questions. But you, know, you can die with questions you have. But you haven't sought them yet. Things happen in your own life, but you can't explain it. But God is a son or daughter. Why don't you give that to me? As we walk this journey with you, oh my God, I'm going to reveal that to you. But nobody wants to do that. It's calling you. There's a reason for this message. Do you want to surrender? Do you want to give him everything? Or you just say you want to live your life? But do you know one thing? When you die, I don't want to live a life of regret afterwards. There's something about 
where God catches. The angels are here, if you don't know. There's something about the angels. They document the way you live your lifestyle. They take note. That's what the Bible says. On that day, their books were open. I come. The books were open. The books of this life. How you make, how do you, how do you live your life? They, the today is recorded. When Tosin is preaching the same gospel, he showed the rope. He illustrated. You were there. It's not a dance. It's not a joke. It's, not a joke. It's, it's, it's reality. You might not believe that, but you wait. You might not see me on that day, but uh, hey, when I get to heaven, I, I will catch you. <laughs> but you will remember that Tosin, I remember. I'm so glad you show the illustration about the rope. But if you go to the other side, then I'm not there because I won't be the other side. I'm going to be on the right side. That is for sure because I've made that decision. And God is calling you today to make that decision. And I'm going to end with this. God has done his own part. It's like a game. Checkers or chess. He made a move. Now he's waiting for you, for your turn to make a move. When are you going to make a move? There's no excuse no more. He has done his own part. Remember what love, when love gives, it gives without expectation. But you just want response to that love. Are you going to respond today to his love? Are you going to respond today to his sacrifice? Are you going to respond today to his grace? Are you going to respond today to his mercy? It cost him everything. So you can have everything. When are you going to make that move? I will close our eyes. Don't delay it tomorrow. I know that I know. I know. <laughs> and you, you, you also know too. The Holy Spirit also know. The Father also know. In fact, Jesus Christ also is right here. You also know. And you know that you know that you know that he's speaking to you right now. It doesn't take you anything but what you just said. That's all. Don't reject him. You know he's speaking to you right now as we speak. Many are seeking for love. Many are seeking to be loved, but they've rejected the greatest love ever, <laughs> the greatest gift of love ever. They've ignored the greatest gift. Many are looking for security in other men, other women. Many are looking for peace in other God. But God is saying, do not ignore me. I am very close to you. I am so next to you. 
Don't reject God. He's stretching his hand like a prodigal son. That's his son far away and he ran to him. Oh, he said, I've missed you. I've been looking out for you since the day you departed from me. He ran when he saw his son afar off. The Bible says he ran to his son. He hugged him. He kissed him. And God wants to do the same thing for you this morning. He opened his hand wide open. He said, my son, my daughter, you know how long I've been looking forward to see you. Not rejecting me. If you're here. But we bowed our heads and pray. You want to give your life to Christ. I encourage you. Don't wait for the tomorrow. Because tomorrow might be too late. You know he's calling you. You know he's calling you. Bible says, he's behind the door. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He said, whosoever hears me, and open the door. He said, I will come in and, and sit with him. And we want to have dinner with you. He wants to drink with you. He said, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Give it to him. If you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. We would love to pray for you. Can raise up your hand. Always remember, don't worry about people sitting next to you. Because on that day, God is going to ask this question. You are so concerned about people sitting next to you. Because of that, you rejected me. Today, the Bible says it's the day of salvation. Do not ignore him. He wants to have a deeper relationship want to be the Lord of your life. He wants to take on your pain, your sorrow, your stress. He wants to give you the greatest life you ever imagine, can ever imagine. If you're here, would you raise up your hand? You want to give your life to Christ. probably say, I've given my life to Christ, but I've uh, been away from God. You might say, Tosin, I need prayer. God is still calling you. You want to recommit your life to Christ. We're going to pray for you. Father, we thank you. We are so grateful. We are so thankful. Thank you for your word this morning. We are so blessed. Father, we give it all to you.
live this place transformed, changed. We have life. The life of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have we all stand together?